Thank you for joining me on the You Are Not For Everyone podcast. I am Jackie Henderson, and I'm a licensed mental health counselor with a specialization in holistic and somatic practices. On this podcast, we have real talk about mental health issues, including trauma, depression, anxiety, personality disorders, and much, much more. I hope that you'll enjoy the show. Let's get started. This is You Are Not For Everyone, and I'm Jackie Henderson. Today we're talking about conflict resolution. And conflict is inevitable in any relationship because sometimes we just bump heads with the people we love the most, with coworkers, with friends, with strangers. We have conflict here and there and we need to learn how to deal with it in a healthy way. And many people are not comfortable with conflict. They avoid conflict. When something like this comes up, They really do everything they can not to have to deal with it or to avoid it. So I'm going to help you and give you some tools on how to manage conflict and how to get resolution in a healthy way, an effective way, in a way that really gets your needs met. So the first thing that you want to think about when you're in a conflict is the relationship you're having the conflict with, that person. If that person is important to you, if that person is someone that you see in your life six months from now, a year from now, two years from now, this person is a person that you want in your life, you want to resolve the conflict. You don't want to bury it. You don't want to stuff it down. Every conflict that comes up, you want to deal with it as it comes up because it doesn't grow. It doesn't become cancerous. It doesn't affect you long term. You can deal with each conflict as it comes up, and when you learn how to do it in a healthy way, it gets easier and easier. So if this is a relationship that really matters to you, and it could be any relationship, it could be a work relationship where it needs to be comfortable to work one-on-one with this person or do group work with this person. It could be a friendship, someone that you've known for a short time or a long time. But it's important to be assertive. It's important to deal with the conflict so it doesn't linger around you. It's not always in your thoughts and you don't feel uncomfortable around people. So really making a decision, yes, this relationship is important enough to resolve the conflict. I'm going to move forward in conflict resolution. And now here is how to do it in the most healthy way. First and foremost, Remember the phrase, strike when the iron is cold. You know, you've heard the phrase, strike when the iron is hot, and that's for opportunities and really like jumping on the bandwagon, doing something that you want to do right away because you're so excited about it and you don't want the energy to leave. Well, in most cases, when things are that urgent, they're always kind of followed with disappointment or a letdown or a big chance you're taking that it might not work out. Striking when the iron is hot is taking a big risk. When you're dealing with relationships and you're dealing with conflict, striking when the iron is hot is a metaphor of striking when you're angry. It's dealing with it when you're mad, dealing with the conflict when the emotions are soaring and they're high. So my encouragement to you is in conflict resolution, strike when the iron is cold. So that means you need to take a deep breath. You need to step back. In one of our podcasts along the way, we talked about the stop skill, where you learn how to step back and take a moment to yourself and really observe the situation. Giving yourself time to step away, take a breath, 
and really give the conflict some thought and the disagreement some thought and how you want to proceed is cooling down the iron and bringing it to a place where it'll be manageable for you emotionally. You're going to think this through, you're going to be more objective, you're going to be more assertive, and you're going to be less reactive and less emotional. So dealing with the conflict first and foremost is get, put some space between you and the conflict and you and the person so you can really give it some thought. Take a few moments, hours, or days to decide how do you want to deal with this conflict? What is the best way? Maybe it's one-on-one -on -one conversation, making a meeting time to sit and discuss it. Maybe it's having an objective mediator there present with you to help alleviate some of the intensity. But think about how is the best way to approach a conflict and the best way to deal with it. So that takes a day, an hour, time. You're not gonna do it right away. Remember, in conflict, there's no urgency. There's no urgency, and that is a big, big important piece of this. When we get wronged, when we get hurt, when we feel like someone's disrespected us, this sense of urgency comes over us. Well, that's reactionary. That's not thoughtful. That's using your animal brain to respond and not your conscious brain to respond. So it's really important that you are able to step back and regulate your emotions. Regulating your emotions means you're in control. Even though this conflict has really triggered you, you're able to breathe, step back, and give yourself some time to figure out how you want to deal with this effectively and in the most healthy way. Remember, it's normal to feel anger. It's normal, normal to feel fear and sadness when you're in conflict. There's disappointment, there's hurt, there's betrayal. There's rage sometimes in conflict. There's just a lot of dark emotions that are involved and those are normal to feel. Your emotions are fine. Emotions are healthy. They tell you a message about what life is offering you and showing you. It's how you manage those emotions that will really indicate how well and how healthy your conflict resolution is. Not being reactionary is a really important skill set. You want to be responsive. You want to be assertive. You want to sit back and feel your emotions, name your emotions, and then figure out how to get your needs met. You want to take these emotions that you're feeling and express them with words, not actions, unless your action is something kind, a peace offering, something, an act that will bring some peace to the relationship or to the conflict. But using words is much more important than throwing your phone, slamming doors, punching a wall. Angry actions are not going to help in conflict resolution. When you decide to talk about this, and hopefully you put some time between this, and you strike when the iron is cold because you've cooled down, you've stepped away, you've thought about the conflict rationally, you can even get support and input from friends and how to deal with it. Own how you feel. Use I statements. And I'm going to encourage you to go back and listen to the Nonviolent Communication podcast because that really teaches you how to own your feelings and to express yourself in a healthy way. You want to avoid being on the offense where you're accusing somebody, you're always saying you, you, you. 
and you want to own how you feel and how this conflict makes you feel and really be able to express yourself clearly and without strong emotion. And you want to make sure you're attacking the problem and not the person. So when you start saying you do this and you do that and you always do this, you're putting that person on the defense so they feel like they have to protect themselves. You're going at them in a way that's aggressive. It's violent, emotionally violent. It's violence with words. It's violent with violence with energy. So being able to own your own feelings, speaking about the problem and not attacking the person removes some of the charge from the situation. And you want to make sure that you're focusing on one conflict at a time. So when you have conflict, you want to deal with that conflict right away. And when I say right away, I mean not in the moment. Wait till the iron is cold. But you want to deal with it in a timely manner. You don't want to wait and then another conflict arises and then you still wait and a third one arises and then all of a sudden you're feeling a certain kind of way because you're overwhelmed with conflicts because you haven't dealt with any of them. So deal with each conflict as they come up when you're feeling ready and when you're feeling assertive and you're feeling clear-minded and not triggered. Deal with each one as they come up. Don't let them build up. And be specific. Be specific about what is wrong. What is bothering you? What in this conflict is really getting to you and you really need to express yourself clearly? So it might be good to write it down. It might be good to really give it some thought. And again, bouncing it off a friend, bouncing it off your therapist, bouncing it off a teacher or a coach or someone that you respect a parent, someone that can guide you and help you to see your thoughts clearly and own up to what is your part in the conflict and what is bothering you in the conflict. Be honest, be truthful, and speak with kindness. Share how you want to be treated and what you hope for. So when we talk about nonviolent communication, we talk about making a request of that person. So when you're in conflict resolution and you're trying to deal with what's bothering you, you want to offer a, a resolve to the situation. Make a request of that person. Do you mind doing this because it bothers me when we do this? Do you mind trying this? Do you mind trying it this way? Make a request of that other person. And then invite the other person to share their opinion. And once you invite that person to share their opinion, opinion, make sure you're ready to hear it. Make sure you're ready to be open to it because their opinion may be 180 degrees opposite to your opinion and they're allowed to have their opinion and you have to listen because they just listen to you and it's okay to agree to disagree. The conflict might not ever be resolved the way either one of you want it to be but at least you had open communication. You built trust you agree to disagree, so the conflict is resolved even though there might not be a complete answer to it. You both have come to terms with the fact that this is something that you will both just disagree on, and that's okay. But when someone shares their issues, you have to be just as willing to listen to theirs as you want them to listen to yours. Listen without interrupting, even if what they are saying is triggering you, it's bothering you, you don't agree, let them speak 
so they can say their whole entire thought and listen and try to respond to what they're saying and not react to what they're saying. Together in conflict resolution, you can brainstorm ways to fix the situation. Come up with ideas together. You tell me what you think will work. I'll tell you what I think will work. And then you work on it together. It's important that you are solution focused and not problem focused. And many people are always problem focused. They'll tell you everything that could go wrong with something, with an idea, with an experiment, with a new way of doing things. Be solution focused. Come up with a solution that you like, let them come up with a solution they like, and then find some common ground. And focus on what you can change. Change about yourself, what you can change about the situation, and allow the other person the freedom to do the same. Be open-minded because the resolution may be so far from what you thought it was going to be, but it might work. Their idea might work. The common ground you come up with might work and you never even thought of that as an option. So be open-minded in conflict resolution. Be willing to compromise. If this relationship is important enough to you, compromise. Give a little, take a little. One of my favorite words in relationship is reciprocity. Reciprocity is a balance of power. You give, they receive. They give, you receive. There's always a balance. Sometimes one person gives more, but down the road it balances back out again because the other person reciprocates. So reciprocity in relationship is really important. So the willingness to compromise is very important. Take responsibility for your part. If they tell you something that you're doing that bothers them or hurts them, you might not even realize you've done that. Don't be defensive. Listen. Listen with the intention of being able to understand where they're coming from. And then respond in a way where you can talk about it. Don't be emotionally triggered. This is why striking when the iron is cold is an important part of conflict resolution because you're not in a heightened state. You're in a rational state. You're in a thoughtful state. You're in a compassionate state. The relationship means enough to you that you can listen and respond and own up to your part even if you didn't know that that was something that bothered the other person. Take in the new information and really take some time to think about it. And remember, if someone gives you uh, information about yourself or feedback about yourself and it's really hard to take it in and you really don't know if that's true, just tell them, I need some time to process that. I need some time to think about that. Let's talk again when I can really give this some thought. And take back that feedback that they gave you Again, run it by one of your close friends, run it by a family member, run it by your therapist and say, is this true? Do you think this is true? And maybe it is. Maybe no one's ever told you that about yourself. And it's that's how we change. That's how we grow. That's how we evolve. We take uncomfortable truths about ourselves. We face them and then we evolve. The hope is that we evolve and become a better version of ourselves. Sometimes the truth hurts, but in all honesty, I would rather be hurt with the truth than comforted with the lie. I don't want someone to act like they like who I am 
when really there's things that bother them about me and they never tell me. That makes me feel like I can't trust that person. They're not honest with me. They're not telling me the truth. And I only want people around me who can be honest with me. And so being able to hear and accept and think about, contemplate uncomfortable truths around ourselves is a way that we have to um, practice so we can become a better version of ourselves. You want to apologize if you're wrong. If you made a mistake, you apologize. If you're in conflict resolution, you say something the wrong way or it comes out hurtful, apologize. Make a quick repair. Repairing relationships is part of relationship. If you don't repair, it stays broken. And so repairing quickly is an important part. And a part of repairing is apologizing when you're wrong. You want to learn from your mistakes. You want change behavior. So someone can apologize to you or you can apologize to someone for the behavior that caused the conflict. But if there's no change behavior after the apology, then the apology really doesn't amount to much. So if someone asks you, makes a request of you for behavior change and you apologize for making them feel bad or hurt or sad or angry, and then you don't change the behavior after the conflict resolution, well, you didn't resolve anything. You're just maintaining the old behavior. So you want to make sure you learn from your mistakes and that there's a behavior change. And a behavior change on the other person too. If the other person doesn't change after you've made a request, you really have to sit back and decide what you want to tolerate because the relationship should be reciprocal. There should be a balance of power. You should be able to share and change, shift and change both of you, not just one person. It's okay to agree to disagree. It's okay to not be happy with the resolution, but what's the most important part is to have the conversation, is to have this conversation when you're not triggered, when you're not in a fight or flight mode, when you're not in a collapsed mode, when you're not in a rage, and then especially when you're not under the influence of any kind of narcotic, alcohol, anything like that, that changes your state. That is the worst time to have conflict resolution. And if someone else is trying to talk to you and tell you about yourself and they're in a state of drunkenness or drug use, you have to walk away from that because that is not going to be a healthy uh, conversation. So this conflict resolution has to be done when both people are clear. Clear-minded, thoughtful, sober, responsive, kind, compassionate, and you care enough about the relationship that you're willing to really listen and you're willing to have an uncomfortable conversation. You're willing to own up to how you're feeling about the situation and your wrong part in the situation, and you're able to express how you feel and your emotions as a result of this conflict. Being able to speak your truth is something people have a hard time with. That is the only way you're going to resolve a conflict. Speak your truth even if your voice shakes. I probably have said that in half the podcasts, 
but it's so important. Your truth is important. Share it. And if this relationship is strong, if this relationship is meant to last, the other person will hear you and you will come to some sort of understanding of each other. Again, you may agree to disagree, but that's okay because you can be in relationship with somebody and not always have to think the same way, but you have to respect and care enough about the other person and about yourself that you deal with the conflict in a way that gets both people's needs met. So remember, strike when the iron is cold. Give yourself some time to think this through. Get a support of a friend, a therapist, parent, coach, teacher, someone that can guide you if you don't know exactly what you want to say. And plan a meeting time and go in prepared, go in thoughtful, and go in ready to listen, but also ready to speak your truth and be assertive. Conflict resolution builds healthy relationships. It's an important skill if you want to maintain your friendships, your romantic relationships, your family ties, co-worker relationships. It's an important skill that we all need and most of us really need to practice to cultivate it because we never really learned quite how to do it. So now here is your time to start practicing it so you become better at it and your relationships become stronger. Thank you for joining me and You Are Not For Everyone podcast. I hope you're enjoying the podcast and that you will consider supporting the show in a few different ways. You can share it with friends, you can write a review, or you can quote unquote buy me a coffee. Go down to the episode description and click the link support the show and you can support us financially and just share it. Tell everyone you know, stay well, be healthy, and I'll see you next time.